Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Justin Tyson. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Guys, it's been crazy over at the shop. We're having a huge sale right now at Duramax Tuner calibrated power you can actually save 15 percent off of easy link tuning uh justin you've been around since easy link tuning has come out why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why people love this tuning platform so much yeah for sure it's one of those things where the ease of use the user interface is amazing uh coming from paul and i've both been here for a very long time so we've seen us go through just tuning ECMs to EFI Live, and then this thing comes around, and we're just like, what? <laughs> just seeing how easy it is to use, the updates automatically just go to your, you just go straight to it. You don't have to essentially plug in, download, you know, all those things, use a program. It's really nice, works through your, you know, your iPhone or your Android. Uh, it's just, amazing it gets the tunes to you quickly uh you don't have to wait for anything sent to you once you have the easy easy link unit it comes flash your truck and you're good to go and it's just it's the same tuning we've always had it's great custom tuning always pushing it forward just on a different platform that is right now all the rage i mean that's all anyone kind of wants sometimes (laughs) you know you make such a good point there justin i do remember when tuning even even when efi live just hit the scene um and the box programmers that were out before EFI Live or HP Tuners and other custom tuning platforms, the box programmers just basically threw a bunch of fuel at your truck and turned the boost up and turned all, all the limiters off. And that, that's really what a box tuner did. Um, and then EFI Live came out and all of a sudden it was this awesome graphing and there was this mapping that we could do to really, really refine the tune for ultimate drivability, which was great. Uh, but the big complaint we always had was the hardware it's it's not exactly user-friendly hardware uh especially with the availability that technology has has kind of presented us over the years um a lot of the other hardware companies a lot of the other platforms out there just have missed the mark when it came to capitalizing on what technology was available and that's where EasyLink said hey you know what build your tune files bring them over we'll help you map them we'll help you work with them they're great to work with from our side from being a custom tuner and the reason that matters is because on your side as an end user, you get all of these great benefits. You get all of these awesome tunes that have been very well tested, very well developed, and you get them in, in like Justin said, an easy to use platform. Some would say the easiest to use platform. Uh, and I think that that really is what makes all the difference. But don't take my word for it. Jump on Facebook, jump on Google, uh, fire up whatever your online magic machine is, and look for some reviews over the Easy Link Tuning. And I think you're going to find that the calibrated power Duramax Tuner Easy Link Tunes are loved by the guys who are running them. Uh, so you can take total confidence in jumping on. Save yourself 15% right now. Go over to DuramaxTuner.com. You can order those right online or give us a call at 815 815- Five six eight seventy nine twenty. Um, Justin, speaking of some other really cool stuff going on, I wanted to talk about some of the projects that we have worked on in the past with Exergy and with WC Fab. Uh, and right at the front of my mind, just pops up the Roxor. Uh, this is a, a little side by side two liter turbocharged diesel that we love. It, it's a little mini Jeep, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
She's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have a five-speed manual in it. It's diesel. It's four-cylinder. It's turbocharged. It's common reaction. We can tune them. Hey, we went out. We built some turbos for them. Well, to match up with that turbo, we knew we were going to run out of air if we didn't have an intercooler. Boom. Whirly steps up, says, no problem. Let's work together. We developed an intercooler kit with them. So those are exclusively available through DuramaxTuner.com. Uh, and, you know, listeners, you've heard us rave and rant about how great WC Fab work is. That's why when we wanted to build a product for our company, they're the ones we went to work with. Uh, it, it just made sense. Now, that intercooler kit for the Rocksaurs, uh is going to be landing in the shop very soon. Any day now uh, could be up by the time you hear this episode. So, again, make sure you give us a call. Talk to us about that. Uh, and right alongside with that, we know the intercooler and the turbo can get you up to about 140 horsepower. Keep in mind, these things come at 52 horsepower stock. Uh, so we can get you up to about 140 horsepower with a tuner, a clutch, a turbo, and an intercooler kit. You want to go 160, we can set you up with a, a custom-spec water meth kit for the Roxor. No problem, we got those. Uh, but if you really want to hit that 200 horsepower number, the only way to do it is to upgrade your high-pressure fuel pump. Now, these high-pressure fuel pumps, while very, very similar to CP3 architecture, run a very different gearing internally to get that high pressure out of the pump. So Exergy took the time to actually custom build us a couple of uh, CP3 conversion kits for specifically for the Roxor. They are very pricey. They're not available to the general public. It has to be somebody who's a real enthusiast and knows what they're doing. So if you say, hey, that's me, I have to have 200 horsepower, no problem. Again, we have literally everything you need to set you up to be able to do that. And I just think that's a really cool way uh, to look at that Roxor that, yeah, it comes at 50 horsepower from the factory, but there's just so much overhead. There's just so much power left on the table uh, that you can capitalize on. It's been funny for us. Paul and I deal with all the marketing and everything and watching Nick go from just tuning it to being like a turbo to being like, wait, an intercooler. <laughs> you know, <laughs> harassing Randy from XRG about a pump too. You know, it's been, it's been a fun process to watch and it's, it's just a cool machine. Paul and I get to go out when, you know, we're filming this stuff and it's just awesome to see these things in action. They're, they are a lot of fun. Man, this thing is a blast. And speaking of a blast, uh, one of the trucks we know that guys love to drive is a third gen Cummins with a big single turbo. And Justin, you know, we've talked about it on this show before. We've written blogs about it. Those big single turbos, while it's not my necessarily what I want to drive every day, there is just a thrill, just a total excitement of being able to get behind the wheel, feel the lag, feel that that anticipation, and then boom, all that boost hits and the truck just runs like a rape tape. Uh, so we brought on a guy today to talk to, to about that. Joshua McCormick's going to be coming on as our listener ride review and talking about his 2005 Dodge with a big single turbo. So without any further ado, let's kick it over to the interview. All right, guys, and now it's time for one of my new favorite segments. This is our listener ride review. Uh, we're kicking off these segments because this is where the show started, man. This is how we built Diesel Performance Podcast, was literally reaching out to diesel performance enthusiasts like you and asking you to come on the show and talk to us. So today we have a very special guest, uh, Joshua McCormack. How the hell are you, Josh? Oh, doing all right, man. Trying to stay alive in this crazy world today. 
<laughs> you said it. You said it. Uh, well, hey, when we put the post up, I know you were you jumped on and got really early onto the schedule. So I'm sure you're super excited to be on the show. But uh, kick us off at the beginning, man. How did you get your start in diesel performance? Uh, I started out um, with my father who did uh, agriculture and then went into underground drilling. He always had a 12 valve truck and uh, yeah, pretty much like everybody else that gets in diesel, their uh, dad or uncle or grandpa got him into it. And <laughs> I started out with 12 valves and up until recently, I was pretty much just doing 12 valves and uh, finally, finally just got tired of them leaving stains in my driveway. <laughs> well you've certainly stepped it up from the old dinosaurs uh which we of course have a lot of love for but tell our listeners what truck are we going to be discussing today so i got my 2005 uh quad cab short bed 3500 single rear wheel truck that we're trying to just turn into like a monster street truck obviously it's no longer a daily driver but it's something that i can put sled pole set up on be competitive, put some radials on it and be competitive, put it on the dyno, which is, seems to be all we do with it these days and be competitive. And then also, you know, dirt drags. So we got our sights set on like King of the street, hopefully diesel power challenge. If we get enough votes and, uh, any event that I can make it to this year. That's awesome, man. Big plans. Uh, you've certainly got a pretty good list. I'm looking at here. Walk our listeners through what do you have done to the truck so far? Okay, so it's a 2005. Um, we put a 6.7 short block in it. Right now, it's running a Hamilton high test block, a Hamilton crank, Waggler, Asford Street Fighter rods, QSB pistons, diamond or trend, however you want to call it, uh, tool steel wrist pins. Um, we're running a uh, Freedom Racing Engines cylinder head, Hamilton cam, Hamilton tappets, uh, power driven diesel push rods. We have uh, a single 488 from Force Inductions on a Comp Steed Speed T6. Uh, and then we have five kits of nitrous. Four of them are on a controller. One of them is on a push button. We have a power-driven diesel, 2,000 horsepower, 48RE in it. And then we just put some Yukon axles in the front, axles in the back with carriers. We have a basically a ratcheting locker in the rear, a limited slip up front. And then just hit the regular Dodge stuff, new ball joints, new hubs, new brakes, control arms. Um, and then we're running tuning from my man Gordon. Uh, and we're still using the factory 848, which makes for some awesome cold start videos. <laughs> okay, well, well, like yeah. I said, that's a pretty impressive list of mods. Uh, how long have you had this truck, man? How long have you been working on this build? Who the hell's honking um, at you? So I'm to back off yeah i know right i'm out here in the middle of nowhere um but uh no i so i bought the truck a guy was gonna trade it in the dealership was kind of killing him on the trade-in and i told him i'd give him a thousand bucks more i bought it three years ago it started out as a daily driver tow truck to tow around my racing 12 valve truck i had at the time um i put actually one of your guys' stealth <clears throat> 64s on it at first and then as the 12 valve stuff kind of just, I got tired of it. It became, uh, like a thousand horsepower, true daily driver. It could still tow a trailer. Um, and I wanted that big single. So we put a six, seven engine in it. Um, 
just a factory six seven board twenty over with twelve valve rods. Uh, we had that set up for almost a year and a half, and last year at Truck Mania, um, like halfway through a drag strip pull, uh, all of a sudden the truck lost a ton of power, pulled it in the pit, uh, popped a freeze plug, and probably some other damage that we didn't know of at the time. And like any sane American, I had just driven 10 hours, so I drained all the coolant <laughs> out, changed the oil, and we won the dyno competition without coolant, and then I um best number it ever made too it did 13 like 1362 on fuel only and then uh yeah we sent it on the sled pole track without cooling as well and we ended up tearing it down it bent all the rods scuffed the pistons thrusted the crank i mean the crank was junk it thrusted the crank back but for the record it was a 20 over six, seven block and it made over a thousand horse for about 18 months. So I was, <laughs> I was thrilled. Um, and then, you know, I reached out to everybody that was kind of somewhat supporting. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, right away got hooked up with DDP. And now the thing's got two 12 mil stroker pumps, a six, seven rail, a set of their super mentals are like 116 liters per minute. And then uh, we got to the point where we run two air dogs. Uh, the second one kicks on as soon as the pedals pass 50% because uh, the one just wasn't wasn't cutting it. And uh, like anything, we went out to the first event this year uh, at ATS, and we did really well. We did 13.25 on fuel only, running the injectors about halfway. And uh, I was like, well, these rods are rated for 1,500. This block is rated for 1,500. And we're already there, and we haven't turned on the spray. So, again, like any logical American, I bought a comp wet block. So we're building a new engine for it already. <laughs> and uh, I want I want a two thousand horsepower truck that I could still drive on streets. Is the Ooh, goal. That's a tall order. Okay, well, it that, is, that's a but... that's a good goal to have. Um, I like it because it th- this has some sort of purpose, right? Like like you're hitting a lot of dyno competitions. I know out there on the on the kind of west area, that's a real big deal. That's a real part of it. Are you guys starting to find some dirt drags out there? Are they starting to pop up more often? Um, they are. I I notice a lot more events now are doing like dyno and dirt drag or dyno and slope okay. pull, which is kind of how that truck took shape. Is I was like, I wanted to be able to do all four events, like. Last year, we took the truck up to Idaho to the Ultimate Diesel Throwdown, and it was awesome. Like, we came first place big single, first place unlimited on the dyno, first place in the jerk drags, and then second place in the sled pull, or maybe it was third place. But just, like, I like going to an event where I can, all I'm doing is changing tires and just, you know, giving it the wood. (laughs) What's been the most challenging part of this build so far? Um... I would say, like, the the biggest challenge is definitely tuning. Um, obviously, I rely heavily on Gordon, and I just give him really inexperienced feedback. But I would say <laughs> tuning's been, a, been pretty hard. Um, setting up the fuel system, like, figuring out how big return lines needed to be. And then, I mean, I work for Power Driven Diesel, uh, and they do the trans work. It's been really hard getting a tranny to stay in there. Um, Cause you're asking it to do so many different things, right? Like I want it to do rolling burnouts in the overdrive and I want it to still sit and stop and go traffic. <laughs> and like, I mean, last year we were stress testing it. We were doing, we had my truck 
on a gooseneck hooked to the 05 doing four-wheel drive boosted launches with it <laughs> and uh you know we seem to have it i mean this is the most miles i've gotten on it uh without having any issues so so far so good i mean we really been hitting the r&d i mean we've been shattering planetaries um you know second gear bands are just kind of a thing now that it likes to eat through and um it's been really hard on like the forward clutch pack uh and we kind of i mean this year we kind of changed it up a little bit because again i mean you most guys will sled pull with it or they'll daily drive with it or they'll tow with it or they'll drag race with it i want a 7200 pound truck to be able to do all four at you know 13 to 1500 horsepower that's I, mean, I don't care what tranny you put in there. That's asking a lot. So we're getting really good at really good at tranny. I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Uh, who's helped you out with this build? Uh, I noticed you you mentioned Gordon, uh, which, you know, we got a lot of love for Gordon. You mentioned uh, working over at Power Driven Diesel, so I'd imagine your coworkers. Uh, but who else has been involved on this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so first and foremost, like my family. I have two kids and a wife, and they tolerate all the late <laughs> nights. Um and the crazy money that we spend on this thing. And then obviously all my coworkers, especially Meyer, he's the one that like when we're up till three in the morning, always there. And then we have, uh, Hamilton cams came through huge, obviously power driven diesel, um, Waggler. We have air dog came on board this year. Uh, Yukon came on board. Uh, Gordon's the, the oldest of them all. Gordon's been helping me out for almost six, seven years now after I left my oh, wow. previous tuner. Um, we have fluid dampener is on board and then dynamite diesel. Like everybody has their own injector company that they favor for certain reasons. And to be honest with you, I can call them up, tell them exactly what it's doing and they get it fixed. And it's usually like, I can get it there in a day, get it back in a day. And whether they're the most expensive or the cheapest game in town, customer service, getting stuff back and forth, especially like for competitions, like, They've been huge help there. Um, and yeah, just we had uh, Longhorn Fabs kicked in a little bit on it too. So we've had a lot of companies, and it's not always like a lot of people always think it's free parts and stuff like that. A lot of it to me is just being yeah. there when I need something, you know, when you call and you get that tech support right away. That's huge. That's, that's the companies that I have on board. That's why most of them are on board, is because if I have an issue, they're really quick to answer and get me taken care of. I dig it, man. That does mean a lot. Uh, any final advice for our listeners? Uh, if you like your wallet, you probably shouldn't be in this sport, <laughs> but <if> you like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just something so crazy about 135 miles an hour in a four wheel drive, full weight truck, you know, trying to stop it. It's always a good time, but, uh, yeah, I mean, buy the, buy the right part the first time, you know, and stay off eBay and Amazon. That would probably be my best advice for you. There you go. That's solid advice. Hey, if our listeners want to jump on and follow along on social media and kind of see the progress of this monster, uh, what's a good way for them to find you, Joshua? Um, I am just a common rail 24 V on Instagram and there'll be a picture of, I don't even know, one of my trucks on there and I'm pretty active <laughs> on there. A lot of people hit me up, ask me questions and stuff. Or if you want to troll, I'm I'm all game for that too. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Joshua McCormick once quoted as saying, "I love trucks, guns, and bacon." Uh, jump on Instagram and follow him right away, guys. 
for today. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us. I know our listeners are really going to enjoy this one. Appreciate you having me on, Paul. Thanks. Have a great night. You too. They're really going to enjoy Oh, uh, If you like your wallet, you probably shouldn't be in this sport, but... <laughs> <laughs>